Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Gaming. My name is Miles Large. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to talk about game mechanics we like and dislike. So before we get into the main topic, like usual, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing for the past week. And I've really only been playing some more Star Fox. Uh, I had a different friend come over the weekend after, I guess, we recorded. Yeah. We played through the game together Mm -hmm. and got a couple of the more medals. So, yeah, that was really, really all I did. It was, you know, as fun as it was the first time. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't a bad thing, I guess. Yeah. Did you, uh, how many medals do you have left now? Still a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think we got, like, four more or something. Okay. And I think, like, two of those were from beating the, uh, I don't want to call it the high score, but, you know, at the end of the mission, it tells you, like, oh, to get the gold trophy and a medal, you need 300 hits. Yeah. We got, like, two of those. One oh, of nice. them, actually, we were one away. Oh. You needed, like, 200, and we got 199. That's terrible. I was so mad. I was <laughs> I would be so mad. That's awful. I figured out at the end, because it always said, like, bonus plus then, like, a number. Mm-hmm. I think 30 is the max, maybe. But I was I was always confused, like why what is this bonus for and like i don't understand and it's based off how good your teammates fucking do really yeah so if you let all your teammates die you don't get a bonus and i'm just like you're a piece of shit that's game kind of weird because some levels you don't get them at all yeah oh really so it's like oh you don't get a bonus for that level and it's like okay well fuck you peppy toad and not toad slippy and falco falco yeah yeah assholes do better <laughs> Um, I've been playing uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, I started this playthrough like probably over a year ago. And I was like, hey, I uh, I should probably get back to playing that. My PS3 had a problem. And it was it was like, th- it would get really loud after 20 minutes. Like the fan would just be really loud. And so I uh, opened it up and uh, tried to fix it. And I, and I think I did, partially at least. I might need a new fan, but um, we'll see. So I've been more inclined to play more of my PS3 games. And uh, so I've been playing Metal Gear Solid 4, and I, uh, I think I'm about halfway through it. I just started the uh, third chapter in uh, Eastern Eastern Europe. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Um, the story is very like the mission briefing segments are still really boring to me. Oh yeah, do you just skip them? Like yeah. Well, I was there was a certain part where I like controlling the little Mark III because uh, you, yeah. you know you can ram into the characters and get their camo. Oh, so, yeah. so that's like the only reason why I did it. No, like, was just sitting there waiting for like Raiden to like get up or like Naomi to get up yeah. out of the chair or something, so I could just like ram her in the back. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, we'll say yeah. we'll say the discussion for Metal Gear Solid Four on a later date. Yeah, the the funny thing is, is me and Miles actually started playing this game at like the same time a year ago, and we started to make a race out of it. Yeah, but like whatever happened, and then I stopped playing. Because I got spotted by a stupid helicopter oh, at the yeah. place you're at. Yeah, that's right. And I got mad, so I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll come back to this later. And then, then my PS3 died, and yeah. it was a whole thing, and so I haven't gone back to it. Yeah, so now you have to start, start over Yeah, again. but I mean, you, you've had a while to, like, beat me, and it's yeah. just like, you haven't played it. But I just haven't played it. I don't know. It's, there's a lot of gripes I have with it. Yeah. On to game mechanics we now like and dislike. Um, I guess let's just start with the like, right? Makes sense to me. 
Okay, um, my first thing I have is a quick select pause, which is what it's called in Ratchet and Clank, or weapon select pause. It's when you uh, have like a little menu that you can bring up in the game to select a weapon, and the game pauses. Although this is a very simple mechanic, like, I absolutely love it because, like, you know, like, if the game didn't pause while you're selecting your weapons, you're just going to get shot up and everything, and, like, that's kind of annoying, you know? It, whereas instead of, like, you know, you, you get the time and you get to figure out what you want, and then you do it. I mean, it's not like you take forever to decide or anything, but yeah. it's just, like, you know, it's really nice to have, especially if you're in the middle of, like, a firefight and you run out of ammo or something. It's really nice, like, or a boss fight, you know? It's just super... It's something that's super simple, but it's, like, really nice to have because in Ratchet and Clank 1, you didn't have quick select pause, so so I'd always be, like, running behind something to, like, change my gun, or I'd have to pause it and go into the menu, which, you know, after a while becomes really annoying. Yeah, it is. It's nice that you don't have to go through, like, you know, cumbersome menus, too. Yeah. So it's, like, things. Uh, other games that use this, Metal Gear Solid 1 through 4. Yeah. Use it. Bioshock 1 and 2 use it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Infinite. Mm-hmm. Pro- no, no, because you don't get a weapon wheel in that. Never mind. Okay. They're stupid. So Bioshock 1 and 2 is, is also like that, where mm-hmm. you, you know, you hold the button, and then it brings up a selection of your, of your weapons, and you can cycle through them without worrying about getting your head blown off. Yeah. Another interesting one is, um, it's not really a quick select pause, but in Bayonetta you have like a, you have two different weapon sets, and you can change that with the press of a button, like immediately, yeah. so that's kind of cool. Game mechanic that I like, a little hard to call it maybe a game mechanic, Yeah. but because uh, it's not directly related to like the gameplay, mm-hmm. but something that, this is probably usually in, in RPGs, uh, not enough of them actually, but mm-hmm. <laughs> is a thing like suspended save yeah where like most maybe not most rpgs but a lot of rpgs to save you have to find a save point Mm. you know a certain specific place where you can save and sometimes this is like only in the overworld and then at like the very end of like a dungeon or something Mm -hmm. so if you're halfway through a dungeon and you want to quit either you got to run all the way back out or just power through and get to the end but some games will have like a suspended save option where it'll save your game and you can like quit the game and you're fine. Mm-hmm. But when you come back to it, it gets rid of the save. It's not yeah. like it's not a permanent save. So if you die, you can't like exactly go yeah. back to that. But it's just a really nice, you know, option to be like, you know, man, this, you know, to get to the next save point is going to take me like two hours. Yeah. I really don't want to do this. Can I just like, you know, it's you like know quit and come back at night or something? Yeah. So it, it's it's a nice option. Yeah, definitely. More RPGs should have it. Yeah. I know uh, the first game I've ever seen it in, honestly, is uh, Persona Q. It's in Persona Q. And I and honestly, uh, or I was in the middle of a dungeon and I was like, you know, going through my menu or whatever. And it's like, what, like what's a suspended save or something? So I actually looked it up immediately right then and there. And I was like, oh, like, you know, it'll save. But um, once I load it, it'll you know, delete the save file, and, like, that's actually really helpful if I'm, you know, ever in, like, in the need to, like, where I need to, like, you know, set down the game and, like, go do something, like, right now, or set down the game and go to sleep, or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. One of my favorite games for the GameCube, Evolution Worlds, uses this mechanic, although it's slightly different. You can only do it when you're going up to a different floor. It'll say, like, continue, and then, like, save or something, Mm -hmm. and then it's basically, you know, suspended save like that. Yeah. Actually, one that it's kind of in, but not really it kind of makes you think it is is um phoenix right at least the, the first four games where when you quit it kicks you out to the menu yeah. so like it kind of feels like it's a 
you know, suspended, suspended save. save. But like, it doesn't delete when you yeah, when you load when it. you go back in, which is useful for save scumming. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that like they took that idea and they're like, oh well, you can just save wherever. But then it kicks you out to the main menu. It's like, well, why? Why <laughs> yeah. are you kick me out to the main menu then? Another game actually that's not an RPG that has it is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. To like main save, you have to reset time back to three to the beginning of the first day or whatever because you have three days to beat the game. Okay, yeah. But obviously, you know, you, you go back, you keep going back in time and stuff. But mm-hmm. to save it, you have to go back in time. However, there's there's these owl statues like hidden throughout that you can actually end up warping to. Uh, but yeah, you can talk to them and you can save, and then it it kicks you out. Mm. And then you know, if you go back in, it, it deletes it. So that's another game that's not an RPG that that actually has it, and it's it's really helpful. Yeah, definitely. This is a pretty simple mechanic, and it's in most games that I've ever seen, especially in like first-person shooters or you know things like that. But um, but in like three D platformers, it's kind of necessary, especially if it's a three D platformer that um, you also use weapons for, like in Ratchet and Clank, and that is strafing. Strafing is basically when you're um, holding your gun at a certain point, and you can move side to side while still maintaining you know aim at that certain point. And it's really helpful to have, especially in like a, a shooter kind of platformer like Ratchet and Clank, because you know you're going to be enemies are shooting at you, and you're going you're going to want to be able to move side to side, but at the same time you're going to want to be able to fire back. And so it's really helpful. Most first person shooters work like this just because of the way the controls are, and you know, yeah. and how you're in the first person. So like you know, if you move sideways, like you yeah. automatically strafe and things like that. In Ratchet and Clank one, you couldn't strafe, but um, some of the auto aim on the guns alleviated this. It's still really nice to strafe, though, because it's. I feel like it's, you know, you're actually playing the game, and so, you know, you don't want the guns to auto-aim for you all the time. Another mechanic that I like that I, well, I'm kind of conflicted because I was just, I was going to say that it doesn't appear in a lot of games, but at the same time, in most games, it's probably, like, kind of unnecessary, is some sort of, like, building mechanic of, like, a town or a city or a settlement or, you know, just your own house or something. Part of the reason why I like The Sims, actually, probably most of the reason I like The Sims, like, I don't care so much about the, the people in the, the Sim, yeah. quote-unquote, aspect, but the building the house is, is fun. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's a reason, actually, I was excited for both Metal Gear Solid Five and Fallout 4, and both of those games failed to deliver on on that. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five because you don't actually even get to, yeah. to build it, which I think they were kind of saying you could at first, and then... I don't know. They ran out of money, I guess. And you can paint it a color. Yeah, you can paint it a color, which is cool. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Yeah. I was definitely excited to make like a really cool, like impenetrable base that was just like a square that just went up for like, you know, <laughs> into the heavens. And then Fallout 4 does have like base building aspects, but it's complete and utter garbage. And I don't know how <laughs> some people like make really cool things. And like, that's awesome that they managed to do that. Yeah. But I think even the people who make cool things realize that the tools in that game to build stuff is just garbage. Yeah. They're probably on PC using mods to make it better, mm-hmm. which I don't blame them because it's, oh my goodness. It's garbage because it doesn't uh, lock right to the floor? Oh my, it's garbage for a lot of reasons. Okay. Uh, one being that you you do it in like a first person mode, but not like a like an overhead, you know, yeah, omniscient like god thing. Yeah. It's like your character walking around in yeah. first person. And so it's kind of annoying sometimes to like position things and then it's hard to get things to to connect properly and mm. it's ugh I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. 
kind of piggybacking off of that. One thing I really like in games is customization. In uh, in Metal Gear Solid Five, you can't customize your base other than paint it, but you can customize your guns. And I think that's really cool, especially like in a game like Metal Gear, where you can like add different attachments to your guns, you know, if necessary, or you know, other things like that. Like you can put silencers on, you can make the clips bigger and things, you know, paint it a color. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I always think that's kind of awesome. Other, you know, customization things, like you said, in The Sims, you know, you make your own house. That's really cool. I enjoy that. In The Sims 3, the customization is actually really a lot more advanced than um, than you would think it is, like, normally. It's like you don't just build the walls. Like, you can do, like, trimmings and, like, different wall paints and all this other crap. It's cool. And it's really complicated, too. I don't... I've yet to figure it out. I have The Sims. I don't really play it that much, though. Oh. And, and Lego Star Wars, and I think Lego Indiana Jones, you can create your own character. And I think that's always fun, creating your own character. So Creating characters is fun, yes. Yeah, so, I mean... Like I always like to, you know, depending how good the uh, character creator character is. creation is. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's just like, why do you even have this? But yeah, <laughs> or it, some sometimes it gets too complex where it's just like there's so many options here that like it doesn't doesn't yeah, work well. Doesn't so work many well. sliders and so many sliders stuff. Yeah, and uh, in Lego Star Wars, it kind of works like that, but um, it's actually I don't know. I think it's kind of fun to. Yeah, I mean, it's basically it. you know playing Legos and yeah, mitch, mitch, Legos. matching Legos yeah. together. So yeah, so that's it works. Yeah, it works. A game actually where I really like the character creation is uh, Dragon's Dogma, hmm. and uh, I believe for that game it's not you don't have sliders you have like preset things. Yeah, and I think I prefer that, mm-hmm. assuming there's a lot of presets and not like you know five. Yeah, you know I want like thirty noses to pick from, not <laughs> you know three like yeah. small, medium, large, whatever. Yeah. So it, that is a downside of of having like you know preset things. Where it might be more simple to use, but they might you might end up having less options depending yeah. you know how much effort they put into it. Metal Gear Solid Four actually uh, you can customize the gum gums you can <laughs> customize the guns too, not not as much as you can in five. Yeah, in five it's like mismatching guns together. Yeah, basically. you can interchange a lot of things. Yeah, in four it's mostly mostly just buying attachments, which is mm-hmm. still cool though. It, yeah. it was a cool cool mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the creator. Uh, character creator thing i think probably one of the greatest uh character creators of all time is uh the Miis from nintendo <laughs> honestly that's it's pretty cool like i remember when i first uh was in front of a wii and i got to customize like you know make my own me i was like wow like you know i was having a lot of fun with it because it's pretty you know it's pretty cool make yourself and then you know a lot of the games use Miis, so you can you know insert yourself in like different games and it's you know it's pretty fun when i bought my 3ds I had to make a me because Nintendo's garbage doesn't have an account system that like goes across multiple <laughs> platforms and stuff or so whatever. So I couldn't like import my one from my my Wii or whatever. Mm. So I did the uh, take a picture of yourself and it gives you a me. And I think the one they made was fairly accurate. Yeah. So I didn't spend too much time making my me when I got my 3ds, but it it was it was pretty pretty well done though, regardless. <laughs> oh, another interesting mechanic. Um, it's pretty simple, honestly, but. It really, it's really nice. Is a the ability to pause or skip cutscenes? Definitely. I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, some of these were I'm being saying, oh, you know, it's useful for RPGs more and like yeah. the, the base building thing. It's like even though I love it, obviously, you know, it, not every game not needs every game, it. Yeah. But this is something where if your game has cutscenes, you you should have this. Like, yeah. there's absolutely almost no reason to have this yeah now i some games do load the next piece of the game behind the cutscenes. yeah but as soon as it's loaded i should be able to skip it mm-hmm. 
and I should be able to pause it regardless of whether it's loading or not. Mm-hmm. But it just it boggles my mind that we're in the year 2016 and we've been having cutscenes for at least 15, 16, 18. When Metal Gear Solid come out, 1997, 97, 97 so something like that. This is like 20 years ago now. Yeah. And it's like, we've been having heavy cutscene games for a while now. Just let me pause the cutscene. Yeah. Let me skip the cutscene. If I click start, don't just skip it. Mm. Pause it and then have, you know, continue cutscene or skip cutscene. Yeah. No excuse. Exactly. No excuse for not being able to do it. Yeah. In Kingdom Hearts 1, you could only pause. In the original version of Kingdom Hearts 1, you could only pause the cutscene. And you couldn't skip. So terrible. Was, the, honestly, that's terrible. almost worse than it just skipping. Yeah. Or not being able to pause at all. Is the fact that it's like, okay, you can pause it, but oh, yeah, you can't skip it. Yeah. Unless, of course, you know, you actually wanted to watch it and you just, you know, oh, had to no. get up and do something. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. I mean, it is nice, but it's almost like a yeah, but it's like, spit in your face nice, almost, yeah. you know? It's nice to be able to skip things if, uh, you want, if you so choose. That's one of the reasons, actually, why Kingdom Hearts 2 is better than Kingdom Hearts 1. Cause it's because you're you able to skip, skip cutscenes. Though yeah. in the, you know, 1.5 remix, you are able to yeah. skip the cutscenes. Uh, Metal Gear... I don't think one, and I, I don't, don't think, think two. One, and I don't think two, and I don't think three. Actually, three either. God no. damn, Kojima, what were you thinking? Okay, four though. Yeah, I know you can pause it and then skip if you want, or continue. And Metal Gear Solid Five, you can yeah. pause or skip if you want. Yeah. Peace Walker, I don't believe you can do that. Yeah, I don't think. I so. think it just skips. It might. Yeah. Can't but remember. Basically, every game needs to take Kingdom Hearts 2's approach. Yeah. Click it. Cutscene pauses, says resume, or skip cutscene, or skip scene, or whatever you want to call yeah. your cutscene. One thing that annoys me in um, Metal Gear, or probably the earlier entries mostly, is the um, whenever you have a codec call, you can't really skip that. You have to go, you have to, you know, keep hitting X and skip through every I line mean, of dialogue. I mean, there's like a fast forward section. Yeah. Or fast forward, like, button. You can hold circle sometimes, but it's still, yeah, it still but, goes by yeah, line by line. Yeah, there's no skip. Yeah, skip the thing. All. There's just a make the text go by faster. Exactly. So if I'm, like, replaying Metal Gear Solid 3 for, like, the umpteenth time, I have to, like, go through every bit of dialogue in the beginning of the game, which is kind of I was going to say, the, the only time I would skip the, the code it called, yeah, is in the beginning when they're explaining yeah. how to play. Snake. Open the backpack menu go and go to weapons. They, they, it's funny because like you you sit there. They literally talk about the backpack for like five minutes. Oh yeah, dude. it's like go like oh like snake like you need to do this. And it's like okay, but I left my backpack up on this tree when I fell down. And it's like okay, well you need to go retrieve your backpack. I'm assigning you a mission: retrieve your backpack. And it's like yeah, I was gonna go get it after you were done talking to me. Yeah, it's not bad like the first time because you know obviously explaining, but yeah. yeah. On on subsequent playthroughs, it's just like, I don't care about my goddamn backpack and that I can <laughs> go to a weapons and items menu and, like, I know heal this. myself and eat food. It's just like, oh, my God. But, yeah, you can fast forward through it, though. So, at least they give you that option. Yeah. And then sometimes I accidentally hit the button to fast forward. Yeah, that and is then, annoying. And, and then, then even if you stop, the, yeah, the voices the don't voices come back. The voices don't come back, yeah. yeah. I like hearing the voices, so it's like, well... That is kind it's of annoying. Nice. It should just be like you hold circle and a fast forward, or just give me a skip. Just give me a skip. Exactly. Button. Yeah. Pause and skip. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, I want to say it's a fact because I read this in a IGN review, but I mean, who knows? Um, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure um, in one of, one of the new Need for Speeds, you can't pause while you're playing the game. While you're playing the game. It's ridiculous. Who thought? Who thought that was a good is idea? Is this an online only thing or no? 
Um, I don't know. Because the only way I see that making sense is online. Is online. That, that makes sense to only. me. Only. Yeah. yeah. But like, I really, I really don't know because I no no real interest in it. A mechanic that, as Miles said with uh, strafing earlier, it's so like almost nothing, yeah. but it's so nice, is locking on to an enemy. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, not every game needs this, mm-hmm. but third-person you know, games, third-person shooters and third-person action games a la Bayonetta, yeah. they, they need to have lock-on. And it's the worst thing when they don't. And this is kind of giving into mechanics I dislike. But it's even worse when the lock-on is just, like, doesn't work doesn't properly. Work well, yeah. And it's hard to, like, switch who you're locked on to. But so I, I think lock-on in third-person third games is, like, really helpful and nice and should be in, in most of them. Definitely, yeah. Lock-on is imperative to many games. Like, in Kingdom Hearts, it really helps. Oh, my God, so much. And uh, I can't... There's an option to turn off, like... Lock on, and it's just like I would never. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? No, no Sometimes idea. it does get slightly annoying because it's just picking the closest enemy. But I mean, you have. I you mean, can change it. Yeah, yeah, you can change it, and then you have like the the hard lock on where it'll stick on on one thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can't imagine playing Kingdom Hearts without even the soft lock on. It's terrible. Yeah. Bayonetta actually does have a lock on. It is. It works like a soft lock on. Yeah, actually, it, it does have a lock on. It just helps in general because, I mean, like, you know, if you didn't have the lock on, the, even the soft lock on, like, it's yeah absolutely horrible. If you're playing on easy automatic, like, where it automatically locks on, kind of like in uh, Devil May Cry, like, there's an easier setting where you'll automatically lock on to enemies uh-huh. and you'll, like, you know, be basically, like, almost teleport to them. Or, yeah. You'll, like, rush over to them as uh-huh. soon as you're defe- done, like, you know, defeating a different enemy. Uh-huh. Sometimes that can get annoying. Honestly, it's it's weird. Unless, mm. like, you know, you're playing... I haven't it, played it on easy, so I, yeah. I actually wouldn't know. Yeah, I actually just played the game on... Beat the game again on easy, Bayonetta. And um, that I found kind of annoying. Just because just I felt like the game, like, you know, was playing itself, in a sense. Like, yeah. it was just like, you know, the game was doing everything for me. And, I like, get you. Well, you're you playing know. on easy, so... Well, I know, I was playing it on easy. If you're on hard and it's doing yeah. this, then, yeah. But I wish there was, like, you know... Maybe yeah. you could change if you wanted to play it with the Option, automatic. Options are always nice. You know, or not. Another cool game that has a lock-on is uh, Ratchet & Clank 2. Um, if Ratchet & Clank 1 had a lock-on, honestly, I think I'd be a lot happier with it. The original Ratchet & Clank 1. Uh-huh. Um, but Ratchet & Clank 2 and 3, maybe even f- this fourth one. But I know Ratchet 2 and 3 have it, and it really helps. Especially if you, you know, if it's like a boss, and there are a lot of these other enemies, and you just want to kill the boss or something. I don't know. But it's, it's nice to have. Even though you can't stray from those games anyway. Yeah. But, you know. Nice to have a lock-on. Trying to think of a game that I feel needs lock-on and doesn't have it, and I can't think of anything right now. But I know if I'm playing a game, sometimes I'll be like, oh, what's the lock-on button? And then it's like, oh, there is, not there is no lock-on button. It's was, just it, like, was it Drake and Guard 1? Does Drake and Guard 1 have a lock-on? Oh, my God. Drake and Guard 1 does not have a fucking lock-on button. Oh, my God. What were they thinking? It doesn't? I don't think it does. Because I, I remember us, it's funny because I remember us having this conversation. Yeah. And we, we must have been playing something, and I think it was Drake and Guard 1. Yeah, it does not have a lock on. Oh, God. What? Myriad of reasons why that game is terrible, but <laughs> that's one of them. Yeah, no lock on. It's just like, why? The camera's garbage in that game anyways. I have a couple more on my like list. Number one is combos. Um, I don't know. I just think, you know, it's, combos is such like a, you know, simple, silly mechanic for like uh, hack and slash games or even, you know, like Bullet Storm. That's kind of a, yeah. kind of you know. Well, it's just, actually an interesting game that has combos. Yeah, and it's just like, 
I don't know. These combos are cool. Like, you know, it's funny. I actually have a lot of fun in the loading menus for Bayonetta, just like playing as Bayonetta and just doing yeah, as many, to, you know, different trying combos. Trying to get a combo. Yeah. Trying to find a combo that has a zero next to it and do it. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. Other than that, leveling up, that's another super simple mechanic, but I really like it just because it feels like you're making progress in a game. Like in, in Ratchet and Clank, when you can level up your weapons, it's always fun to see, you know, you like, you oh, you upgrade your weapon. And it's like, how much did my power increase or how much more ammo did I get? Or, you know, max capacity or, you know, whatever it is. It's it's kind of weird because like, you know, once you finish leveling up all the all the guns, it's like, what do I do now? Or even in even in, you know, different games like Persona, it's like once you level up to 99, it's like, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. Leveling, leveling up is very satisfying. It's just kind of like a like a mini accomplishment i guess mm-hmm. you know in rpgs it's like oh you know i say or survive 10 battles you yeah. know i get rewarded for this a a game actually where leveling up stopped and i hit the max level is dragon guard 3 because i was trying to platinum the game which i did mm. uh but i was trying to platinum the game so i had to buy all the weapons and i think i had to upgrade all the weapons each weapon can go up to level four Mm-hmm. And basically, that just costs a shit ton of money. Yeah, shit ton of money, millions of millions of in-game currency. I don't know what it is, gold coins or whatever. And so I'm just spamming this one side mission that gives you a decent chunk of money for how fast you can do it. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I hit the max level, which isn't that high. I think it's like fifty, yeah, forty, mm-hmm. something like that. Sixty. It's not that high. It's not ninety-nine or anything. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through grinding for all this money, I hit max level, and then from there, it was already bad. Mm-hmm. But from there, it was even worse because you're not even getting to see like a nice little bar, yeah. like go up, like the dopamine stopped, rele- yeah. stopped releasing my brain <laughs> from it, and it's just it became even more of a slog. Yeah, before I could play it like like two hours at a time, because you know it's like okay, cool, I leveled up, you know. Yeah, and then after I started not leveling up, it's like I play for like half an hour. I'm just like, this is so. It yeah, keeps it's killing just, me, Dragon Guard Three. So, so unrewarding. Yeah, it's like no progress. What do I do now? Basically. Okay, so now we can move to some game mechanics that we dislike. Yes. And I know we can both agree on this one, mm-hmm. which is instant death, quick time events. Yeah. Or quick time events. I don't want to say quick time events for in general. At least for me, quick time events that are in cutscenes are dumb. Yeah. Even if they don't kill you. But they're doubly dumb if they do just insta-kill you a yeah. la Bayonetta. So annoying. So annoying. I click that button, I swear. Every time I died in a quick time event in Bayonetta, I would jump up and scream at the TV. I fucking clicked it. <laughs> I clicked it. I hit it, you piece of shit. Another game that does this really annoying is uh, Lollipop Walker? Chainsaw. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, Peace Walker is actually really annoying with that, too. Again, I, I dislike it when it's when it's quick time events in a cutscene in in cutscenes because it's like it's a cutscene just let me yeah. just let me watch the cutscene enjoy the story or skip it as we said earlier if i mm-hmm. if i want to but like quick time events in like the gameplay again like bayonetta where you can do a torture attack and you click x and a yeah like i mean that's technically a quick time event yeah and i'm okay with that or yeah i'm fine with that too in uh metal gear i was going to say metal gear solid but metal gear rising mm-hmm. revengeance the Zandatsu. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a quick time event, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. It's mostly in cutscenes, and then when it kills you, and it's just like, why? Yeah. Like, this is a cutscene. Let me just sit back and, like, enjoy the game. Yeah, totally. Like in uh, Lollipop Chainsaw, you were saying. Yeah, in Lollipop Chainsaw, I, I think those are... 
you're like doing the game and then it goes into like a mini cutscene and then like a car's flying at you. Oh, you didn't hit it and you go back and it's just like, why? Yeah. Why? And then like I said, again, uh, the gameplay quick, there are some gameplay quick time events. And again, those are fine. Like mm-hmm. making me click a button to do a cool special attack. You know, that's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with this. But the ones in cutscenes are really annoying. And I don't know if these are technically quick time events, but other ones that kind of annoy me are like, oh, there's like a a big door, you know, mash square to open the door. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? Yeah, it's kind of unnecessary. Like, there's no need. Or, like, I believe in God of War, you have to, like, mash the button to open a chest. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. what's the, what's the point of this, really? Yeah, that's like, true. I understand for the combat where it's like, oh, you, you know, if you're good and you're fast, you know, you can pull off some cool move. But it's like, I'm opening a chest. Yeah. I, there's doesn't need to be any, like, amazing game mechanics to open a chest. Mm-hmm. But That's true. I pretty much agree with everything you said. Although, I will say, I, for the most part, I hate all quick time events ever. <laughs> The only times I think it's okay is in, in Bayonetta when you do torture attack and then, you know, you execute the torture attack and then, you know, you have to mash a button yeah. or rotate the stick or something. Okay, that, well, rotating the stick is garbage. Yeah, but usually I shake it left to right and that works somehow. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I don't mind mashing the button. I think it's actually kind of funny because it's like, you know, you're mashing the button and it's like you see like there's like a power meter that's like, you know, yeah. being filled or something. It's like, oh, you know, like. It's it's counting up to twelve hundred gigatons or whatever the count is in Bayonetta. Yeah, the unit of measurement. I don't know. I think it's fun. It's like you know. Oh yeah, I'm I'm contributing to this like power increase like by mashing this button, and then the, the Zandatsu and Rising is you know, if it's like part of the mechanic in the game, I guess I don't mind it too much. But like yeah. like I said, if it's in a cutscene, like it's kind of dumb. In Metal Gear Solid Four, um, you can tap X repeatedly when it pops up on the screen to like execute flashbacks or something. Uh-huh. And I was playing this yesterday, and my brother was sitting here with me. And I like set the controller down because yeah. it's a Metal Gear Solid Four cutscene. Like, yeah, the thing's gonna be You're an gonna hour be long. there for like ninety minutes. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, I set it down, and I was like looking at my phone or something. And mm-hmm. then my my brother was like, "Miles hit X," and I was like, uh, "And I was like, oh, like I forgot about yeah. that. I forgot about this game." And I think that's like, okay because it's optional. Yeah, it's just for like that, that extra, is, a little bit of extra points. Yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't really matter too much, but it kind of like you know, I wanted yeah. to press the button. And I yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, I understand. It's fine. Yeah, and Bayonetta, the ones that instantly kill you, I absolutely hate those. So terrible. I don't. Oh God. The only reason I died against the boss because I missed the cutscene. It's just like really, like I was doing fine against the boss. I was gonna have like a platinum, but I fucking died because I didn't hit the cutscene. Yeah. Quick cutscene. I didn't hit the quick time quick event. Time event. And it's just like, oh my god. It's kind of dumb in Peace Walker, especially because there's like a sequence of quick time events. Yeah. And then if you mess up one, you have to start the cutscene over. And you hear so. the super annoying, yeah. like yeah. Rewind, not only rewinding that, a VHS not, tape sound. Yeah, not only that, though, you get to, like, if you keep messing it up, you have to watch the same scene over again. That's yeah. pretty annoying. Super uh, annoying when you're getting tortured in that game because there's a yeah. quick time event. Oh, speaking of quick time events that piss me off, the, the torture scene in... Uh, and Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, yeah. where you're getting torched and you gotta mash the freaking triangle button. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't think I was gonna beat that game up. <laughs> That's Ugh. pretty terrible. It really was. It's terrible. funny because like we play it um we play that mission together, like co op online. And uh we only do it to like what is it? We get farm the like farm the S rank guys or something. I think I think it was uh Medical. Not medical, uh maybe it was medical. Medical or mess hall. I think it was Mess Hall. No, Mess Hall. But yeah, they were like S rank or something. Yeah. So we spam played that mission. Yeah. And so like in the in the mission, that how it works is like, you know, one person plays the person getting tortured and the other one has to go like shut off the power to save them. 
And so, like, we had to, like, play that mission over and over so many times that we had it down to a science that, like, oh, like I knew immediately where to go, how to avoid the guards. Yeah. And then, like, you just basically, like, whoever was being uh, tortured would just sit back because, like, they oh, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't get to that part. Yeah, it wouldn't get to the, the quick time event. And I could, we were trying to, like, beat our beat our times on it yeah. or whatever. And, and you were trying to get it before, like, she would say certain words yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Another game I think that does quick time events well is Kingdom Hearts 2. there are oh yeah there's you know special moves you can do when you hit the triangle button Mm -hmm. and stuff and those work well but again it's a gameplay thing and not a yeah cut scene if if kingdom hearts 3 starts having like click triangle to like not die in a cut scene i'm gonna be fucking pissed (laughs) you listen nomura even though you probably don't speak english yeah or understand someone will will tell yeah like don't you fucking do it (laughs) one last thing on this uh quick time events thing one one game i really don't like it in that much is tomb raider i was just i was just thinking that another one that i've been playing recently this was in my mind yeah tomb raider in the cutscenes they'll give you quick time events again i don't mind it when it's like someone's gonna wreck you with a machete and it's like click square to like yeah. or circle to dodge and then you can click but triangle to do a cool attack yeah but you're then. playing the game but yeah sometimes it's like oh it's a cutscene oh someone grabbed your leg like mash square to like yeah. kick them off and it's just like get out of here with yeah. this it's it's the worst especially if it's like one of those things where i set the controller down and i'm not like you know it's like okay it's a cutscene. yeah but it's like oh i still have to play bayonetta was like that yeah but um yeah no i really hate it in tomb raider because like a lot of them i'm not prepared for and i'm always constantly asking myself like oh did i die yeah like I, like you know did i do that thing right and i have to wait to see if i died or not and sometimes if i didn't i'll be like oh i didn't die but then after that i immediately die or something like, yeah you know, it's just awful it really is terrible Something that I've only really encountered in Bayonetta, actually, I don't think I've seen it in another game, um, is uh, the game that punishes you for uh, using items. So, like, um, in Bayonetta, when you beat a level, you get a score at the end, and uh, dying negatively affects your score. And only in Bayonetta 1, where this will happen, where if you use items, like, you know, healing items, if you get hurt a lot, or, like, um, I know there's an item to replenish your magic... Or there's another one that, like, you know, lets you be invincible for a short period of time. Um, if you use items, it negatively affects your score. It adds to you dying. And it really, like, annoys me that that works like that because it's like, I mean, I'm dying here, so I healed myself. But if I heal myself, I get a negative score. And then I get more stone awards, and I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work that well. Especially since you're, like, buying these items and stuff. So it's yeah. like, you've already been penalized for getting exactly. an item you've yeah. wasted money on it yeah i think that's you know a good enough uh detractment to buying items is exactly hey, you can't buy techniques or costumes or yeah you know weapons or whatever so it's like really why, why are you punishing me for this yeah it's pretty awful this isn't exactly the same but in a in like peace walker and the phantom pain if you use super op items you can't get an s rank oh yeah that's true which kind of makes sense i guess but it, it was just something I thought of that's kind of similar. Yeah. Where you, you're you're not penalized as much for for using items. It's, yeah. You know, it's not like if you use a smoke grenade, the game's like, oh, you yeah. know, you, you messed up or something. Yeah, exactly. But it's, so it's certain items. So I, I think that's a good, a better compromise yeah. is to have it where like super OP super, yeah, super items, items. kind of like lower your score or make you not be able to get the top score. The top score, yeah. But it, yeah, just and bane anyone using any item, any item even yeah. like the weakest healing one yeah. would be like, oh, no yeah stop no yeah you get a stone yeah (laughs) all stone awards when i play that game on normal another gameplay mechanic that i i dislike and 
this isn't like necessarily a specific one, mm-hmm. but just a type of game mechanic is when a game tries to blend turn-based and real-time combat together. Yeah. And there's two main things that pop in my mind. And the first is one that I actually maybe couldn't stand the game. The second one is, even though I dislike it, I can get through it and still enjoy the game. But the first one is Valkyrie Chronicles for the PS3. Mm-hmm. And actually, it got re- released on Steam recently, so it's on PC now. Okay. But it was a PS3 uh, exclusive for a while. And it's turn-based in the sense that, you know, you have, like, different units. And it's kind of trying to be, like, a, a strategy game mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, oh, where are you going to send your unit? But when you're sending your unit somewhere, you're you're actually, like physically moving them yeah it's not like fire emblem where you click a character and then click where you want them to go and they move that way yeah you're actually physically controlling the character and the reason i don't think it works in valkyrie chronicles is if someone sees you they can shoot at you but you can't shoot back at them like actively like you have to stop and then do this weird like you know aim at them type thing Mm -hmm. it's not like you know bullet storm someone shooting at you turn shoot at them or whatever so so you have to like you stop your movement to yeah. shoot at them and it just it doesn't work like i feel either you know go strategy based like fire emblem and let me move units around and then mm-hmm. they can have guns but you know it just plays out yeah you know the game does it or whatever figures out who's who who won based on whatever stats or whatever mm-hmm. or let me actually like run around and like shoot people without like a meter holding me from going too far and you know switching between units and stuff it's, it just it did not work and it wasn't fun uh i hear a lot of praise for the game so you know maybe you'll get a lot of hate yeah well not necessarily i get a lot of hate <laughs> yeah. but but so like I, I don't think the game's necessarily bad or whatever yeah um the story was actually kind of interesting man. i'm interested to see you know what what the full story is yeah totally but uh, I just I just didn't like the blend of turn-based and real action. Yeah. And then another game that, not in the same way, but tries to blend turn-based and real action are certain RPGs, uh, certain Final Fantasies, sorry. Mm-hmm. The ones I've played of that being 7 and 9. And although I do enjoy those games, and I think they're good games, the ATB system, which is Active Time Battle, really bothers me and i hate it and i wish it was just turn-based yeah um so the way this works if you've never played them is it's turn-based in the sense that like people don't attack at the same time and stuff and like it, it goes between different characters but what determines when you attack is not necessarily like your turn order it's when you, this bar called the atb gauge fills okay. and like I believe that's affected by, you know, like the character's speed and stuff. So it works how, you know, it kind of would in, in other RPGs. Yeah. But honestly, waiting for this bar to fill, even when I have the game on, like, max speed, it's just annoying and slows the game down. Mm-hmm. And also, it it doesn't let me, like, think about what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And some people are probably going to say, well, like, that's the point And, you know, <laughs> but, like, that's not fun. <laughs> being able to feel feeling rushed it's like okay i need to i need to heal right now yeah. before like i get you know completely destroyed by some mega attack it's just like let me sit there and like think and plan yeah i, I think it really takes away from the you know planning aspect that that you could have especially if it's like a turn-based game like final fantasy yeah so like i i just feel like that one's not so bad that i can't get past it but mm-hmm. it's, it's really annoying and i wish they would have just stuck with like the older Final Fantasy systems with no ETB gauge. 
I know they're trying to be different and like change up the gameplay, but I didn't like it. Or just, you know, do something more like Star Ocean, which is there's it's RPG, uh, random encounters, at least in like the first two. Yeah. But when you get in, when you get into a battle, you can move your character around, and when you click the button, he attacks. There's no like bar to wait for or anything. So like, pick one or the other. Don't don't try and mash these things together. Just I I can't think of a game where I actively enjoy the turn based and real time battle systems together. Yeah. Um, I've played Valkyrie Chronicles. I actually have it. Um, my friend bought it for me. It does play kind of weird, honestly. Like I could never really put it into words. Um, but you described it pretty well. Yeah, it is kind of odd that um, it's turn-based, but you're you know you're playing. Like you said, it's not really a it's not a bad game. Like it's pretty you know it's pretty cool. But I do feel like it is kind of quirky how that works, and it is a little weird. Yeah, it's like you're getting wrecked by a guy, and it's like, well, I can't really do anything about this yeah. without stopping what I'm doing, or like you know. So it's like, okay, well, don't go where. Uh, where you think people would be hiding, you know? Yeah. Like the enemy units or whatever. But then it's like, well, then I got to take, like, the super long way around. Mm-hmm. And then that just makes the game take longer. Because you have a meter telling you how far you can go. The last one that I have on my list is uh, Over-Reliance on uh, Random Number Generators, or RNG. The only game... Well, I'm pretty sure it's in plenty of other games. But one game that I, you know, have no- noticed it in the most is uh, the one of the worst games I ever played, which we covered. Um, and that is Cubix. Uh, robots for everyone showdown i think that's the name full title um, <laughs> but basically like the way you attack is like it's it was random because it's like you know it spins like a yeah. spinner and you know you have to land on your color but it, like i said since it's a random number generator it's just random and so you know your best bet like honestly the only reason the only way i beat that game and i'm surprised i beat it was like i just like clicked it immediately as the spinner popped up yeah yeah like obviously you know games need rng uh to a certain degree because otherwise, it's like you're going to be doing the same thing every single time. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's nice to like you know have different things, and it's always nice when you get like a critical hit, you know, mm-hmm. an RPG or something. Yeah. You know, and that's obviously relying on RNG. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that you know sometimes games can can take it too far. Like you know, some RPGs and like MMOs and stuff, and even Monster Hunter. Like some of the drops on things is just like super random. Yeah, it's just yeah. like oh, you know, you have like a one percent to find this thing it's just like one percent really like yeah come on now i remember in a persona 3 the the answer part of persona 3 i was trying to get like you know the good the good weapon for everyone and uh, the only the best weapon for everyone and the only way to do that is to grind on the last floor of the last dungeon it's terrible yeah and so like a lot of the times i'd go like find the chests you know the chests would always be there like the same two chests but it's like the what weapon you got was random and so it's like i try to find like the one weapon for the one character and i yeah. always get something like i get like 50 spears like that i didn't need or something yeah. like that and it's like you know or i get something i already had and yeah it's like, i don't i don't need this anymore i uh you know I, I don't mind the game like you know i don't want the game to necessarily just like hand it to you on a platter yeah but yeah, it's like just give me like a mini dungeon to do or something. Yeah. That's like kind of hard to get yeah. this weapon or, you know, make me beat a hard boss to do this. Like, exactly. Instead yeah. of just like, yeah, it's like, okay, load my save back up. Oh, I didn't get it. Reload the save. Yeah. Oh, did I get it? Don't no, reload the save. Did yeah. I get it? Reload the save. It's the worst thing in, in Monster Hunter, which I haven't played that much, but a decent amount. It's terrible in Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. You never get the things you want. I'm pretty sure. And then uh, Capcom, like, crap, com, sorry. 
built something into like the 3ds that like if you say you need something it hears you i swear <laughs> to god it hears you or or maybe like the game pays attention to what armor you're looking at in the store uh-huh. and then it's like oh, okay make these happen less because every time it's like okay i need six of these semi-rare things play a mission with my friend oh i got zero and he got like 12 and it's just like <laughs> okay that's cool and like you can't trade them with each other yeah and so it's just like I swear to God, that game is, like, rigged against you. Uh-huh. It's, it's terrible. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, you can subscribe to our RSS feed on the iTunes store as well as Google Play Music. Um, you can also subscribe to YouTube.com slash TV, as well as follow us on our Twitter at LTG Podcast. And also, if, another way to send feedback is emailing uh, letstalkgaming.podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, feel free to shoot us an email. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening.